I, my alarm would be on the radio station. Yeah. And as soon as the radio station turned on, I would hear like Guns N' Roses Welcome to the Jungle in the morning and be like, yes, I'm, I'm awake, you know. Welcome to What Should I Watch? A podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. This is what Grant does. He's an insider in Hollywood. <laughs> so if you are curious about something, email us. I didn't sing today. I'm supposed to sing in every episode. Okay, what are you gonna sing? I don't know. I don't know. You should sing something from the 80s K pop before it was even called K pop. Welcome. This is What Should I Watch? I'm your host, T. And I'm joined by my guest, Grant. Hello, T. Hi. I hey. wanna say hi to Mary, too. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. It's been a while. Mary's gonna be with family in Mexico soon, so I'm not sure when I'm gonna have her back, but hi. <laughs> She's missed. Yes. Well, it's good you're letting the audience know about her absence. Yeah, there's at least one audience who likes Mary. Yeah, I can imagine there's more than one. <laughs> This audience told me that, oh, I like listening to you talking with Mary. Reminds me of high school, back in high school, you know, girls chat, right. sit yeah. around and just like, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a different vibe, huh? So, yeah, Mary's being missed. I just heard the news that SAG Afra went on a strike. Yep. Like literally just like a few hours ago came out. Yep. My actor friend told me they were striking today. <laughs> yeah, you're an insider. Yeah, he told me last night. He's like, yeah, we're going to strike tomorrow. And oh, so you knew ahead yeah. you're an insider. He also told me about the writer's strike. He's like, yeah, they're going to strike this week. Oh, before? Like yeah, a month before? before it happened. So. But now it's both of them, so maybe that's better for them? I don't know. So the listeners, this is what Grant does. He's an insider in Hollywood. So if you are curious about something, if you want to know what's going on, I don't know if it's going to spill the beans, but <laughs> email us, watchtrywatchtea at gmail.com. And you can say, you know, I don't like your podcast, but I want to know what's going to happen with the Transformer. <laughs> what, what, what's the movies coming out now? Yeah, what, what's the scripts look like? Yeah, I'll do the best I can. I don't have a whole lot of insider information, but it does uh, come across me quite a bit. Good. It's kind of like a, you know, how people talk about 911 and they say, oh, the government knew, and but they act like they had no idea and it's a terror attack. and Conspiracy theories? Yeah. Just my point is that, you know, when you say like you knew about the strikes, both strikes. Right, ahead of time. It's kind of like the, you know, some kind of White House insider info, like yeah. you knew ahead of everything and, right. you know, you were prepared or... I was prepared. Yeah. So Hollywood is shutting down. No more Netflix, no more, <laughs> uh, what do you call? Network shows. Right. No more, is Emmy going to still happen? 
Well, it just stops the content creation. So anything that was in production right now yeah. is basically they can't do anything because oh. they don't have actors and they don't have writers. I so, heard a lot of these, like, act. I mean, at least the writers, they're also writing for the game shows and the reality shows. Sure, so yeah. So I guess no more reality, no more Kardashians. Yeah, exactly. It takes a while for that to catch up, but anything that's already been produced it can then go on TV, but, like, any new content won't be out now because they're not creating wow. anything. Can and you then, imagine, like, there was a reality show, like, I don't know, like, Bachelor or something? I never watched a reality show, but... yeah. Like, it's supposed, like, it ended in, like, cliffhanger, yeah. so, but then, like, they can't shoot anything for, like, a year, and right. then, like, the guy's already married with somebody or something like that. Right, right. Wow. Well, that's kind of the leverage that they have, because uh, towards the end of the year is when they start to um, put those, like, fall shows and stuff and start doing the pilot season and all that, so if they don't have a deal by, like... I think October, September, October, then they're going to be in trouble. And the writers and the actors know that, so. Wow. See how long they can last. And I guess that's what the studios are saying, like, well, they're just going to need money at some point, so. Right. So they're just going to go to AI now and do everything with AI. <laughs> <laughs> so you're probably, you're. Wow. The shows you watch next year will be a little <laughs> less entertaining and more uh, cookie cutter <laughs> because they'll be created by AI. You know, I did notice <laughs> that actually um, on like Reddit, some stuff doesn't look real. It looks real, but like when I really look at it, yeah, it doesn't look real. Hmm. So it's maybe just auto. So it yeah, yeah. It, and like made me think about like, wait, is this what people are talking about? Is this fake animal? Is this fake? you know right. s- situation that ai created yeah. like i can't tell it's here to stay yeah i know my previous occupation is dealing with ai issue a lot mm. i i'm glad i'm not working in that field anymore because it'll be a big headache no so. more ai for you yeah i'm out of it Just and i'm doing this podcast so the listeners please tune in you're not going to have anything to watch for a while. <laughs> you have at least 40 episodes to listen. That's and right. some episodes are really long. So <laughs> you have enough entertainment, even though Hollywood's going to shut down. And let your friends know, let your family know that I have this awesome podcast. If you heard about the Korean drama buzz and you don't know where to start, this is a good guide. That's right. right. And yeah. uh, coincidentally... There's still plenty of Korean uh, content That's coming out. That's right. So this is a good place to figure out what to watch next. Which Korean is my unions question. are not going on a strike, That's so right. it's gonna keep coming. You're gonna keep get, keep getting these. Uh, sorry, you're gonna keep getting these. You know, Korean shows, uh, and maybe that's the only ones that'll, that we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but you still put out Korean shows on Netflix, and that seems to be working. Actually, a lot of not a lot, but. There are several Hollywood shows and movies that are remade of Korean ones. Of Korean ones, yeah. Yeah, I think the most recent one is called The Company of Others. In mm. Company of Others. Right. I, I, that what sounds was familiar. It? <laughs> in, in the Company of it's Others. It's ABC Network show, but In the Company of Others, something Maybe, like that. Yeah. But um. That was a originally a Korean show. Yeah, it was a Korean show cool. that came out in 2018 or 19, something like that, and then. The Korean title is uh, My Fellow Citizens. It's about a con man who became a politician. 
Oh, yeah, he's uh, he's just switching uh, yeah. switching the title it's, of it's what like he does. It's like funny satire comedy, oh, cool. and yeah, it, it's a good show, but, but I don't know, you can look it up. I think it's called In Company of Others, In My Company. Oh my god, I'm we'll, sorry. We'll Google and yeah. just put that in, but yeah, that sounds interesting, and it's funny because now I'm interested about that show, so we'll have to talk about that more at some point. But for today... I want to continue this summer theme from last week. Last week we talked about ocean, mermaid, summer, under the sea, <laughs> under the sea. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, left some of your singing into the uh, the episode. I enjoyed that. You know, we were totally off. Like you were talking about <laughs> Thomas. And I was like, no, Thomas is the candle from Beauty and the Beast. Right. And like I was so confident, like after I hit the stop button and we finished recording i was like that doesn't sound right <laughs> and like it's not even close like the candle's wow. name is lumiere lumiere because huh. it's supposed to be like it's i mean like it's lumiere yeah but it's like french name and i was like what and then you said thomas is from what the scare pants uh yeah i was thinking it was patrick yeah it was patrick Sp- oh my SpongeBob god bob square pants i was confusing thomas for patrick I mean, as long as the listeners were entertained. I think, you know, they're just like, these guys are idiots, which is fine. Um, I think when we just get into our little studio, um, our brains just, you know, are cut off from the outside world and we forget everything. But one is- thing I was right is that the whole time you said Thomas, I kept thinking about the train. Yeah. That train Thomas image is so, <laughs> train yeah, is it's like it. so like strong in my head. So and what's the, we, there was a lobster, correct, in The Little Mermaid and that was the one that sings and stuff. Yeah. So what was his name? Do you remember? I think you had it right, didn't you? Uh. <laughs> you don't remember? No, I had it right. It, In the episode. You, you said right. oyster. So I, I said, said it was. I said You I said, yeah, said you said clam. Yeah. So no, it's not clam. It's lobster. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> but actually now I don't even know his name. So who sings Under the Sea? It's the lobster. I know, but like what's the lobster's name? That's so okay. we still don't know still the don't name. Know. Oh my god. This is going to go on to next week. You know, I don't hear this kind of banter when I listen to professional podcasts. <laughs> I feel like they have people helping like them and Jason like Bateman. People. <laughs> yeah, Smartless. <laughs> I do yeah. listen to a lot of Smartless. Plus Jace Bateman already knows what the officer's name is. No, he he doesn't know some stuff. He doesn't watch a whole lot of stuff, but like I can tell they probably edit or they you know that's they the fun i know that's that's what we do we do something that's the different. fun in indie podcasts that's why you go to flea market instead of going to nordstrom right <laughs> that's why you go you to go farmer's to the, market instead of whole yeah. foods you go to the dollar movie instead of the you know the regular movie theater what where's the dollar movie uh it used to have like dollar movies where they were just like films that weren't recent wow and you would just go there and spend a dollar and watch like a movie that came out like two years ago <laughs> I probably don't know because I don't like going to theaters. Yeah, I don't know if they exist anymore, but that was how it was in a small town. You had a, the the cheap theater and you had like the regular theaters. Speaking of old time theater, this week's show is about memory. Memory, okay. Like back in the day, many moons ago, right. back in the day, way back when. So memory from that's exactly what a long this time ago? week's show is about. Or I should say shows. Okay. Today we're going to talk about an iconic Korean drama series, Reply. 
No. Are we really? Yeah. Wow. And I know you were you are watching 88, right? Yes. Reply 88. Are you like halfway in? I would say halfway, maybe a little longer, but they're long, pretty long episodes and um yeah, I'd say probably halfway. How many are there? 20 on those or 16? For 88, there are 20 episodes. Yeah, so I'm probably on I'm probably a little further than halfway. Okay. So the Reply series, or I should say Reply franchise as an American way of saying it, it's iconic because, first of all, this was almost first very successful sort of seasonal show, as in like you continue doing it. Like Korean shows are not necessarily like a seasonal. You mean, what do you mean by seasonal? Like a season one, season two. Oh, seasons. Yeah, gotcha. That there was uh, an 88, a 92. 94, 94 and a 97. And a 97, right. There were some shows that did seasons. like. Uh, I think you would probably call it a anthology series. Because yeah. uh, it's not the same characters. Oh, yeah. Because a season would be you're watching those characters' lives right. pass through year over year, right? Yeah. Something like Friends, where they grow up and get older, and you know. Hmm. But this is more like an anthology series would be something like um, the American Horror Story. Oh uh, yeah. Where you have a lot of the same actors, actually, and yeah. maybe they're not doing the same characters, right. and they're doing different times. I actually only watched one season of you American Horror Story. Yeah, I think I watched a little bit, but oh, they so they use the same actors. They use the same actors, but they're not necessarily playing uh, the same characters. So this is the same writer, and it's the same kind of title. Got it. I think that's probably how I would classify it, yeah. You know, back, I don't even know, it was maybe like 2010-ish or 8, there was this show called We Need Romance, I Need Romance, or something like that. okay, yeah. That was seasonal, or as, as you say, like anthology. Okay. And it had three anthologies, so I Need, I Need Romance 1, and they still called season season one, and then I Need Romance season two. Season two. So Was it different characters? or? They're all different characters, but oh, okay. same theme, just a little right. different situation. And gotcha. That was pretty big, but... Um, but yes, yeah, you're right, because like, as far as uh, having more than one season, it doesn't happen much, right. which is the point. Right. And the way this was done is so almost like a masterpiece in a way it's very well crafted yeah and i think that definitely added to the success of this franchise so the basic concept of this reply series is basically you know they're friends in the same neighborhood and they go to same school and they kind of grow up together and usually like a couple guys couple girls they're friends um a couple of them start to like each other um, their f- parents usually know them because we we're talking about you know older time period when neighbors were all friendly everybody's big one family which doesn't really happen often in Korea anymore yeah I think the it's kind of a snapshot into a time period in Korea which you know it's 1988 but you're talking about this one is what 94 right that we're going to talk about? Or which one are we we're talking talk about? We talk about everything. Oh, just in general. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, 
showing you, hey, this is how it was, and this is how we grew up in a neighborhood. It's a very similar feeling for an American, especially for me to watch. And for you, I would imagine, because that's probably how you grew up as well, right? Yeah. Um, I remember the 80s, and I remember being in neighborhoods and knowing my neighbors and knowing my neighbors' families and being friends, and that was your world, you know? Yeah. And you went to a school that was close by, and everybody, you know, it was like a, it was definitely more of a community. So let me just get into the details of, not too much detail, but let me just explain a little bit of how the show goes. The Reply series takes us back in time when things were different. Our parents were younger. Maybe we liked music that we now don't care about. Certainly, we did not have smartphones and 5G internet. But more significantly, life was a little slower, and we had closer relationships with our family, friends, and neighbors than we do now. During the COVID pandemic, a lot of us pondered upon the meaning of life and what we value the most. And I'm sure many felt that they longed to be close to their family and friends. That's why this iconic Korean drama, Reply series, feels even more special than when the first installment was released 11 years ago. The three-part series takes us back to the 80s and 90s, but you don't have to have lived through the era. Because the series is not just about recognizing nostalgic items in the show, forcing certain emotions from the viewers. The series focuses on what we all have yearned for during the pandemic. The genuine relationship with people around us. In all three seasons, the main characters are high school students or freshmen in college. And they always hang out together. This close friendship overlaps with their relationship with the neighbors and the parents of their friends. It is as if they are an extended family, and they truly care about each other. That's why sometimes you see the neighbors argue about small things, then say hi and smile right the next day. In all three seasons, the story sometimes travels to the current time and hints to us that two of the main characters are now married. It shows us which girl ended up marrying one of the boys, but we don't know who the boy is. The drama plays a little hide and seek. It flashes us small hints here and there throughout the story to keep us guessing who the husband might be. What was popular back then in Korea might not be recognizable by all viewers, but the drama appeals to viewers from different parts of the world because it talks about the human relationship and the phase we go through as teenagers. In other words, it's nostalgia. And is there a better time to reminisce about the good old days than summer? So usually when I finish summary, you start with a question, right? But I have a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Why why do Americans call this sort of thing like franchise? You know how they say you have Transformer franchise and right. like Fast and Furious franchise? Why do they say franchise? Is it different than series? Yeah, it has to do with uh, business. Oh. Like 
kind of making money or like a company or something? I mean, it's not like, for example, like Fast and Furious directors selling that style to some other studio, right? Not the style. I think it started with um, when a lot of these like big movies started getting um, sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would talk about like the Star Wars franchise or the Marvel movies, like the Marvel franchise. Like it, it en- it encompasses a lot more than just one thing. Because Star Wars is not one movie; it's a world. Like it's got characters. I mean, right. you would even think of something like Lord of the Rings as a franchise, right? Yeah. Because it's the Lord of the Rings franchise, so it's all the books, but it's also all of the context within those books. Anyone can go in and say, oh, they've explained what the Shire looks like and who those characters are. Now, I could go and write a story within that context. Mm, Yeah. Right? It may not have been written by Tolkien, but there's enough information there for me Mm. to see. Because it's it's all within the franchise, Mm. right? That's not... I think franchise originally was just about a business. Right. It is. So the idea of it's money. So you couldn't call just some movie a franchise. It has to be how the business formed yeah and how that, that it, there's more than one and it's up, connected yeah. so like the Mission Impossible franchise or um, got you know, it think about Mission Impossible originally was a television show oh really so yeah lo- a long time ago it was a popular television series on network television I don't know 70s or 80s oh it had a theme song and so if you for example in the industry if you want to do something with that with that series then you have to buy the rights to it Hmm. so someone would buy the rights to the mission impossible franchise so that they can do whatever they want with it so that includes the character so that explains why it's called franchise yeah i mean hopefully (laughs) there's probably something more technical right right okay when i started hearing that word attached to those things yeah like if i want to open a baskin robbins franchise like I yeah, already, I already know the setup of the Baskin Robbins. I just, I'm just paying for it, and well, that's a good point because yeah. if you're talking about a store or a, usually franchises open up if it doesn't need to be owned by the entire company or not run by the entire company, but right. you're buying rights into yeah. it. So yeah, that in that particular situation, that's right. franchise. A yeah. lot of restaurants in America do franchises right. only in other countries. Right. Right. So if you want to open one up in a different country, it's technically a franchise. Yeah. In fact, I think. Cheesecake Factory and maybe Starbucks, they're all franchising yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you, there's usually a company that's really good at hmm. like obtaining those standards. Yeah. But so yeah, I think you're helpful. right. Yeah, no, I think that, that, ex- that makes sense because I do think, like for example, like Mission Impossible, it's not always the same director. Yeah. I think like it, so like you're right. Director doesn't like, matter. Yeah. It's the, just it's that the idea and the setup that yeah. they're borrowing. It's usually the lead, a few characters, and it's the the world that is in, inhabited in that. So we know that's it's a Bond is a great right. example of that James Bond, right? Right, right. It's just the oh, it's just the character that yeah. carries that. It doesn't necessarily matter who the actor is because that changes so many times, mm-hmm. you know. So and then, this is a great answer from a Hollywood insider. <laughs> so that's good. So I I think in that sense. Reply is not a franchise show. Yeah, I don't. I don't think because so. this is a series that's written by the same writer, right? And produced by the creator and the producer, director, 
for the same three anthology, like you right. said. Um, they didn't let the anyone else do yeah. the writing. And, and stuff. even the actors, yeah. they're the, the actors. same, pretty much the same actors. They just changed the roles. Right. And the way they changed the role is like actually kind of funny. Yeah. Because like in the second series, there's one of this, one of these like neighborhood guys, and he's like a really kind of troublemaker character. Mm. But in the next season, he's one of the dads. Oh wow! So he's actually about the same age with the other actors. Yeah. But like it's he's just the makeup and like yeah, characters. so he's like That's older cool. character. So yeah, so the, the, you call like this um, producer creator team it's like mm-hmm. his family big family and his name is Shin Wan Ho he's a very famous figure in Korea because all of his stuff is very well done well he's really great and really smart to make this series happen so the first one was reply 1997 okay that was the first one they made mm-hmm. and that came out in 2012 so 10 years ago 11 years gotcha. ago and it was it was a period piece of what 2012 of how many years before so 97 so right. you're talking about 15 years earlier is when the wow, time your period math was is really fast that was really slow actually i'm sorry <laughs> so <laughs> it's a period piece from 15 years ago right so that's that's always tricky right yeah and why is that because it's not super old but it's not current? Yeah. It's kind of in between? It's in between, but especially that time period because technology oh, yeah. advanced so much quicker. Right. Like, you can get away with, like, somewhere between the 70s and 80s. Right. A little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and be like, oh, it's somewhere around there. But, like, in the 90s, almost every year is like, oh, flip phone, no, now it's an iPhone. And you look at like, the computers and the wow, keyboards and yes, all that that's stuff. Right. Yeah. So if you're using some of those things, and fashion also changed yeah. a lot, which fashion always changed, but I think it's really cool how the attention to detail with these period pieces, because yeah. the one I've seen is 88, and like the only way that you create that world you know, and sell it is you've got to like, you've got to go all in. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what I also. I want to talk about about this guy. Yeah, Shin it's a huge part of it for sure, yeah. and I think it's really smart because the title, it's telling you that we care. Like it, they wouldn't put 1997 in the title if oh if, yeah if it wasn't such a yeah, huge character. Very, it's yeah. a huge part of it, you know. Well, you made a good point because you know, like the technology and everything changed so fast during the time period. Because the next series, the second series, was Reply 1994. So that's only three years apart from 1997. Yeah. And, I mean, you can tell. Like, yeah, you can. Yeah, especially if you're Korean and you're in Korea at the time. Like, right. You can tell, like, yeah, that's 94 and that's 97. And I think you're right. Like, the the reason, one of the reasons you can tell the difference is because, like, everything changed so fast at the time. Like, yeah. technology or, um, especially in Korea, that was... Yeah, I was going to say each country has economy a was rate. booming at the yeah. time. So yeah, the next one was 1994, and the last one he did of this reply anthology is 1988, which is what you're watching right now. Yes. So the first one was typical 16 episodes, 1994. The second one was 21 episodes. Oh, really? And there were like three special episodes, so it was like a total of 24, 25. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. 
But it's like people didn't want it to end. Right. So they just kept making. Just but kept making them. Yeah. I think they had to make like three special episodes. It's kind of, kind of not not like recap, but it was some like behind the scene or I don't I, I don't know. I didn't watch the special one, but yeah, I just know there were like some other three special episodes. Well, and they're they're all pretty long. Like the stories are, they're <laughs> yeah. some of them are over an hour. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is not just. I can't. I just can't imagine the production that goes along with all that because like America has pretty tight standards when it comes to shows except for if you're on like um, HBO or right um, right. those are the only ones that are like oh if it stretches long it's fine but if it's like a network show it's got to be like 26 minutes or something and you have to allow that time for commercials and and all that so I mean same for Korea you know these shows are like network shows so same thing you're talking about uh, commercial next program that's supposed right. to come on at what time and you know all that but you know this guy Shin Wan Ho he's earned his spot yeah so they just let him and if it goes over so that's I okay. think he had, he had more <laughs> control yeah right I mean I think in general like Korean networks really supportive of you know letting the artistic direction yeah, happen surprisingly. yeah surprisingly I think that's true well it's also because the it's such a company mentality yeah with the production it's rarely just one you know right guy's vision it's like oh no it's this management company also i mean there's a there's built-in trust with that you know right and the way the actors are more in a company as opposed to being like solo artists you know i think that's one thing that uh which is probably why they're not on strike (laughs) has korean actors and writers ever gone on strike i don't even know they have unions they yeah they probably don't I don't know. Maybe they do, but that's a good. That's a good question. Actually, yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, what's your favorite thing about these shows? It's hard to say. I don't know what it is. Um, my favorite is, I think, I think it's first one. The ninety-seven. Uh, it's been a while since I watched the the middle one, nineteen ninety-four. Um, but yeah, I think. When I watched the first one, it was kind of shocking. Like, there was nothing like that in terms right. of storyline, right. in terms of how it's executed. Right. Like, I mean, it was pretty shocking. Like, wow. You know, I mean, there are plenty of shows that are talking about, you know, memory and, you know, school life and your childhood friends, you know, friendship and all that. Like, yeah. But this show, the Reply series is more than that. That's just, you know... Yeah, I think this, the, for me, I've only seen the 88. Right. Did the 97 kind of line up with your age as well? <laughs> eh? Were you like a character? I mean, were you about the I'm same a, age as the characters in I that show? I think I'm a little younger than the general, the <laughs> characters of the show. Okay. But yeah, they're, uh, yeah. But you would have been observant in that time period. Yeah. At that age kind yeah. of you get what I'm saying right like for example like they're using specific type of beeper in 1997 right. and so you're like oh yeah I remember that and yeah I remember that but it's not just you know I mean yeah of course it's kind of basic you have to get the right prop if you're right. doing the period piece but yeah. it's more than that so what what this uh, Shin Wan Ho producer is known for is he's almost like OCD yeah in a sense like his set needs to be perfect. Yeah, I agree. I think he's kind of like a Wes Anderson in a way. 
Because oh. Wes Anderson's very detailed about how he wants his structure and story and what the scene looks like and all yeah. the props that yeah. he uses, you know? Yeah. Um, I think this guy is very similar, only he his detail is about it being exactly how it was during oh. that time period, whereas Wes Anderson is, like, kind of creating his own spin on oh. maybe how things were. What, but, like, it's a good point because look at it this way. If you have a story that you're writing and you have characters that you that are going to tell the story, you kind of have the option to say, I'm going to just avoid the use of, you know, period piece props because right. it's, it's not so relevant necessarily yeah. to my story. So you write it in a way that the action is more important, right? Right. But in this case, he's the exact it's the opposite. opposite. Yeah. He makes sure that the details are correct. And they're showing exactly it, like, correct, yeah. and he uses it to get you there right. and to put you there. And I think that's that's such a really cool choice. You know. So speaking of the props, um, in 1988, there's a scene that the main girl is wearing like a pair of jeans. Yeah. And they're showing that label and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, like you said, they're like they make sure the camera catches the label and everything yeah. because that's the kind of moments that you connect with the audience. Right. It's you know, a you part watch like, oh my God, remember that mm-hmm. brand, you know, like things like that. But I think what I heard is that that specific brand that showed. Yeah. Um, By the way, Carmen is with us. If you hear some dog sounds. Dog, uh, what do you call it? She's like breathing. snorting and yeah. <laughs> sniffing. <laughs> she doesn't really bark, but yeah. She wants something. She licks a lot. Yeah. So yeah, the jeans, I, what I heard is that I guess back then, 88, um, jeans in general were like kind of know, a new thing it's it's a cool thing right but new then cool. that specific brand only had certain size oh. of jeans wow so for example like let's say it's a Levi's right right so Levi's in Korea didn't have like a waist size 28 right so it, they only had like between 23 and 27 and they skipped and they had after 30 inch right so you have to make sure that they're not wearing waist size 28, something like that. Right. So that's the kind of depth that this producer went into detail Crazy. to create it. <laughs> and there's a scene in 1997 that mm-hmm. the characters are using like beepers because, you know, we used beeper at the time. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a beeper too, and I didn't realize it when I was watching the show, but people started talking online. Mm-hmm. And this is also like a while ago I read this blog or online community. It's kind of like a Korean Reddit. Yeah. So apparently, because of the location 1997 characters are in, Yeah. Um, you know, back then the Korea had like a different like area code and like different carrier code. Okay. Depending, uh, depending on, on your, your yeah, the yeah. paper carrier. And certain carrier didn't service, even like certain regions in uh, Seoul right. and Korea. So if you lived in a certain area, there's no way you had this beeper. Oh my gosh. So he researched that. And he researched sure that and made sure that's the corresponding machine, this small beeper. Area, and because it's 1997, maybe they only made the beeper at the time, like a black body and the white, whatever, the like a frame yeah, screen. Yeah, exactly. But then like, you know, one of the characters can't have like gray one. So oh my gosh. he researched all that. And one thing he avoided was that he didn't want to remanufacture any of the props. Right, he wanted to find the originals. Yeah, he wanted to find the original. That's crazy. So yeah, it's it's really pretty crazy. And you know, imagine how many props and scenes that were in each episode yeah, that like it's required all the research and everything. Yep. Yeah. And same thing for food. So right. you know, 
Like my standard is the certain area in Seoul where I grew up. But people point out like, oh, we didn't call Tokboki something something in Busan or Daegu or right. you know different regions have different names, different for, food, names for the food or yeah. even like drinks you know like mm-hmm. maybe you know maybe New York people drink Pepsi or Coke but if you go to Atlanta people drink Pepsi or something like RC that RC Cola that's right yeah. RC I actually had RC one time Royal Crown that's kind of weird I mean I don't know I'm just making yeah, an example it's, an, it's the right example yeah, yeah. You're, no you're exactly right there were definitely different Right? right, so you have to have all these background historical research done that's to create crazy. the exact scene. So that's what he did. So maybe there's a simple scene like kids are drinking some like can of drinks, but he made sure that it's the right drink and right whatever you know. And the thing is like he didn't want to recreate any of these props, so he his team were probably suffering a lot trying yeah. to find oh, all this. Sure. But also, it's not a really a prop because, like you said, it's a big thing in all three anthology series yeah that like it's definitely a character zoomed in on the big screen and yeah you know well every the way he sets up the shots too he's he's like he start usually st- i mean maybe not always but i i just always remember him starting on like oh there's the tv there's like the bookshelf yep with the the stuff that that kid would be having right on his bookshelf during that time period right. And like it just it kind of has a montage where it cuts between these things, and that that kind of sets the stage, you know. And you know, people say like, "Oh, the city really was a character in this movie or in this show," mm-hmm. and that's true a lot. But in this case, it's very much about yeah the world that he creates with all all of those things, you know. Yeah, and another cool thing or kind of pioneering thing he did in this series is the usage of like funny sound. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you hear like goat. Yeah, what's the background? On and that? sometimes you There's hear like the like sheep a kick sound, drum, like sheep. Yeah. <laughs> bah. <laughs> that's like that's like what he does. It's in like '88, and you hear that in the scene, like kind of awkward or funny yeah. or like you know. I was wondering what the context was. That was. But it? you get that feeling, right? Like when there's yeah. a scene, like it's like funny and like you know surprising or like. Yeah, it's kind of like a. It's almost like a musical tag. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Where you would put like a funny um, musical sound, almost like in a cartoon. Exactly. Where you put a funny yeah, sound it's like a cartoon. It. It's that coding. Yeah. And I think coding. now, I mean, this shows the first one that came out. It's been almost eleven years now. Yeah. I mean, imagine how many shows came out in eleven years in Korea, right? Right. So this kind of sound effect is, I think, more common. I don't think people really think much about it. Right. When they hear it, but at the time, like I think that was one of the things that when I watched it, like. What is this? You know, but it okay. makes sense and it's funny and that's you know? good to know that context. So that was kind of because it's kind of jarring at first. You're like, what? Why? Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to accept this right for now. Yeah. But my thought was, okay, is this how it is in all Korean shows? Um, and so you explaining that, oh, you kind of had to accept it the first time you saw it too. Yeah, and, I was like, but I was in. familiar with that kind of concept because. A lot of Korean game shows and yes. like entertainment show use right. that kind of sound. A lot of sounds, yeah, oh, like over the top sounds. Right, right, and it's a constantly like right. you know sound and like some kind of captions and. It's used very sparingly in this case. I mean, like it's like once or twice an episode. Right, right. You know, but you don't want def- to do too much because it's a TV show. Yeah, but that's what I thought about when I first heard it in 1997. Right, like and game I was show like, style, what? Right? Like, why would you put that? Like, <laughs> you here? know, I mean, it makes sense and it's funny, but like, why would yeah. you do that? But it was like 
it was one thing he did right. If yeah. if you have to pick one thing, like yeah. what he did, that definitely works. Because he like he was pioneering this. Yeah, it's like nobody did sure. that, and then now it kind of became sort of like norm. Mm-hmm. The reason he did that is because previously, before he started shooting like TV shows, he was a game show guy. He was a game show guy. Hey. So a lot of popular game show and talk show, entertainment show, like real reality shows. Yeah. Um, back in early 90s, not early 90s, back before 2000, mm-hmm. were all created by this guy. Okay, so that was his background. So he was really good. He was already so good at creating those shows, and then he was like, you know what, I kind of want to do the TV show now. Right. But he did say, I think I read in his interview, like he wasn't sure. How, yeah, how like, it was going to be received. Yeah, yeah. or like how like, he took a confident he's, himself. Like, you know, yeah, he took yeah. a chance because he was already swing. famous and yeah. like, you know, he could have ha- kept going at what he's doing well. Well, you know, I'm picturing now. So you, let's say you do 97, right? And you do that sound in mm-hmm. and it, it it's okay. It's good. 94, you do it and you're also using the same yeah. sound, right? You're probably thinking, do I need to add another sound or do I need to make this even more? And I don't think it changed. I think it's still just used the same way. Yeah. By the time you get to the third one or even sometime in the second one, you're in the editing room, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're cutting this thing together. I mean, it's almost telepathic. It's like, oh, dude, this is the spot where we put it in. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you just know, oh, this is a sheep moment or this yeah. is a bad moment. I think even you like know? he put that in the script in the first he place. He might have, yeah. But I'm sure they're also looking at it as they're cutting out going, oh, you know what? Right. This is the spot. Yeah. yeah and it just probably came, became natural for them. You know, so it's it's a really cool thing. Yeah, I think it's just you know some people are just born with it. They just have talent for you know writing, creating shows, or whatever yeah. that you call you know. Well, I think I don't know. What's your biggest takeaway from this show? I mean, we've already talked about the setting and having all the materials and like all the you know actual products and consumer stuff that was going on during each time period, but. What else is it that about it that that you like or that you are left with? Is there anything specific that you can put your finger on? For me, it's the fact that you have to be one step ahead of others. Okay. Can you explain one step ahead of others? You know how they say like to be a fashion trendsetter. Right. You can't wear what's trendy at the time. You have to be like just one step right. forward. Yeah, so you're basically doing something different than everybody else. But not too different, not too progressive. Gotcha. So you feel like... um, I think that's what he did. When you watched this, it was just different than anything else that was on. Yeah, but not too foreign for people to feel distant. Yeah. And, And if you look at this, it came out in 2012, right? Yeah. What happened a little before 2012? 2011? And what happened in 2010? 2010? Uh, Missing? I don't know. What happened in America? In 2010? I have no idea. Wall Street? Did the Wall Street crash in 2010? Subprime mortgage? Oh, that was the housing crisis. Yeah. So when the U.S. economy goes down, Korea slapped at least twice as hard. Right. So the show was kind of, uh, came out around... So it was, you know, pretty difficult in Korea at the time. Gotcha. And, you know, when things are difficult, people tend to look back in time. And, right, at you a know, better time. They reminisce, yeah. yeah. So I think 
when this show came out, that's what people were kind of looking for. If they needed some kind of that, you know, what do you call the... So the timing was right. They needed to feel good about... Yeah, just something comforting. Yeah. Well, the word that comes to mind ever since I first started watching it is nostalgia. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's nostalgic. So as soon as I started watching 88, I remember where I was in 1988. I remember what happened to me in 1988. I'm thinking about the 80s as a decade in America. And a lot of those same things are in that show, even Mm -hmm. though it's in Korea. Yeah. They speak English sometimes. They are picking up on American... (laughs) <laughs> products, yeah. you know, and they're starting to get an influx of it. Just like you said, the two the two economies are so, you know, tied right, together. Yeah, yeah. So the stuff they were getting was, you know, about the same stuff we were getting. Maybe right. a, maybe a little bit behind, but for the most part, yeah, those kids look and sound like the same kids that I grew up with. <laughs> and the interesting thing too about the nostalgic part for me is that the story, the community yeah. The kids hanging out together, going to school together, the stuff that happens. It's very heartwarming. Right. What the dads did, what the moms mm-hmm. did. Like, all that was very similar to what was happening in America. Wow. And um, you just wouldn't necessarily expect that, you know, because I, I went into it watching a Korean show. Oh, I'm going to learn, like, how it was there. And I'm like, wow, this is very similar. Right, yeah. Like, in every way. Because we were, you know, where I was in a small town in America, it was very community. Mm-hmm. It was very similar to, you know, I had a group of kids that I would hang out with. We all knew each other. We went to birthday parties together. We, I walked to school the same way these kids do. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked home and like my parents didn't really care <laughs> or know where I was yeah. most of the time because yeah. they were at work yeah. or whatever. And like every... Every episode, like, the kids are out studying yeah, it's or they're not walking. Like, it's not like modern-day cops are going to yeah. handcuff parents because they don't know where their kids are. No, and then, like, yeah. it was just not like that. I mean, I woke up in the morning around that time, and my parents were already out of the house. <laughs> and then so I would watch TV, make breakfast, walk to school, go to school, and then it's like 3.30 walk home or go to one sports practice or go hang out at my friend's house. Yeah. And then I'd come home and I'd be by myself until they came home for dinner. And yeah, that's that, kind of how it is. That reminds me of this conversation with my mom one day. Yeah. She talked about, um, I was like maybe like two, three years old. I mean, I was really young, like yeah. baby, but my mom and dad went to this like neighborhood little pub mm-hmm. to grab like late night beer or something. Right. And I was like, what about me? <laughs> you were and she on. was like, well, you were sleeping. <laughs> and I was like, what? You left me right. like, to yeah. go grab a drink? Yeah. Like, you'll go to jail, you know? Nowadays. I mean, and my mom was like, I mean, you're gone. You're yeah. sleeping, you know? And she's like, well, plus grandma was in the other room, you know? Right. But I'm like, still, like, <laughs> I couldn't, like, fatten the, that idea of, like, yeah. I mean, Think about it now, like that happens, like you'll be on TV news, right? Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, we learned a lot from that time period <laughs> about how people grew up and kind of how screwed up families are. But also, there's a lot of like, it's okay, you know, like they're going to grow up. There's not a whole lot you can do about it, you know, <laughs> like so uh, it's just it was just a different time. Yeah, and, yeah. But he captures that exactly. at least in 88, yeah. like perfectly. I mean... 
he doesn't shy away from it. He doesn't right. try to justify it. Like exactly, he could yeah. because that was the last one that came out. So theoretically, that's the most recent, right? right. Yeah. He's showing you that it was a completely different time. And like a lot of parents now that or whatever kids now would probably yeah. watch that and they wouldn't have any understanding right. of it. Like, well, are you kidding me? They're just walking around. They don't even come home until eleven o'clock. Like, right. I mean, the cultural things are different. Like the kids are going to study. There's like study rooms. There's, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like Americans didn't do that. <laughs> Unless they were like prep school kids or something like that. But uh, we were out playing and, and doing stuff. It's just really, it's really fun and really cool. That was probably the most surprising thing. But also thinking about the stories that they tell, uh, very heartwarming, um, very based on relationships like, where they still cared about each other mm-hmm. as families, as neighbors, as friends, you know, that was definitely how it was when I was younger. Yeah. And I don't, and, and particularly where I lived cause I was in the Midwest. Um, I didn't, I don't see that kind of same, yeah. I, I don't have kids, so I don't know if it's like that anymore, but it was very different. Yeah. I think that's interesting. You know, how you connected with the show so much because I like this one, but I never thought about covering this or even telling other people about it. Yeah, because I'm like, I mean, this show is about something happened in Korea back in like 90s or 80s. Like, right. why would anyone care? Why would anyone know what's happening? But I'm hearing and I'm like reading online that a lot of non-Korean viewers yeah. related to the show and they like it right. and they, you know, and I'm really surprised by that. And I think the reason is. You know, his his story is about, like you said, nostalgia and what how humans were in general back in the day, you know. Back in the day. Yeah. Well, I think it's also kind of like you said, the timing of it. Yeah. You know, those stories, it relates also to the kind of stories that were on TV during that time. Right. Which is kind of meta. I mean... You know, a lot of the family, like, shows that were on network when I was a kid, like The Cosby Show, um, Family Ties, Growing Pains, like, these were family shows. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. they always kind of had a moral right. continuity to yeah. them where, you know, you would learn kind of a lesson after 30 minutes. Right. You know, um, it would tie together like a kid was bad, but then he would learn and his parents were there for him in a way, like, to teach him or, you know, he would do something wrong, but... Like, that kind of stuff, you know, that shaped the culture, right? right? Yeah. Um, and even way before that, like, shows like Leave it to Beaver or, like, some, ones that my parents watched. What? What's it called? Beaver? <laughs> Leave, it, Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> that was, like, a nuclear family. Dad goes to work. Mom's home cooking. And the kid's out doing stuff. And oh, that's my friends dream. and stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, not only capturing the time frame, but also capturing, like, you know, what would be popular or what, like how, how our thoughts were shaped by television and movies and culture. Cause really when you're talking about the individual consumer products, you're talking about how they're shaping the lives and the culture of this place. And, uh, there's something very human about that, which is why I think you connect really well, regardless of the fact that it's in Korea. Right. If anybody, I just wanted to know what it, I would have had no idea what it was like right. in 1988 or in the 80s and yeah. Korea at all because my mental 
like concept of a right. foreign country that speaks a different language yeah. and their tradition and, and long history, right. it probably would have never allowed me to see how similar mm-hmm. it really was. Yeah, yeah, true. Which is really cool. Because like, think about your perception right now of what it's like in China. Right. If, if you've never been to China, all you know is what you hear. It's communist. They're crazy about controlling everything. Yeah. There's nothing real Right. Unless you've been there. Right. So you have this big mental picture. If you can show me a show that shows what actual life is like, then I'm like, oh, and think about most of the stuff that hits America about China. It's mm-hmm. just like these old yeah. period, like, you know, yeah, exactly. combat pieces where you're like learning about like Kung Fu and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's not <laughs> yeah, a real it's so reality. Brainwashing. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, this was pretty cool because it just... I mean, same thing with Korea. All you hear about... It's pretty recent that you hear about Korea something other than North Korea. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. Just about maybe 10 years ago when this show came out. Right. You go up to somebody, and, hey, what do you know about Korea? And they're like, North Korea, Kim Jong-il. Korean War. That's about all I I mean, know. I dare anyone would even say Korean food just 10 years ago. No, you know? definitely like, wouldn't. They'd probably, be like, it's close to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like Japan? They make cars? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's so, a good yeah, point. It's, it's the media and then how we, how we, what we learn f- from it. And yeah. Well, that's, it's another, it brings us back to the timing of it because yeah. like the, they came out at a time when, okay, K-pop is now spreading. Uh, okay. There's some Korean movies or some, there's some Korean shows. Like there's some Korean food. Like people are starting to figure things out. And yep. You know, speaking of K-pop, all the music, that you hear in this show in each different series yeah like 94 97 80 it's they're all very specifically period piece uh, yeah K-pop. popular at the time so if you hear a certain song in 88 no right. matter how modern the sound is yeah it's actually what was popular at the time and a lot of times these um songs are tied to the story also yeah or like yeah maybe one of the girls really into this like you know back in the day boy band singer right. or something like that and the lyrics has something to it but I think you don't have to have you don't have to understand the lyrics, the Korean lyrics, to right. understand that feeling because the Shin Hwanho, the producer guy, is so smart to put certain music to create certain vibe. Right. Yeah, and the characters like I remember a few episodes where they had, I mean, they're always like dancing to that music There's, because there <laughs> oh was my God, yes. there was a dance yeah. based on that song yeah. at that time. And, Actually, and, that group was pretty hot. Yeah. And it's funny because. You know, the kids are so excited. Yeah. Like when, it, oh my gosh, that song comes on. And like, you you know what that feeling is. Because yeah. you know how you felt yeah. when you, again, there's no light. internet. You didn't have access to the stuff. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I remember around that time, it was like, I literally, I was all over the map. But it was pop music in America. It mm-hmm. was it was George Michael. Like, I oh. remember George Michael. And I remember like Wham. And I oh. remember like this girl, Tiffany, who had like one hit. But I remember, like, Guns N' Roses had just come out, and that was, like, a really cool, unique sound. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't, I had to go out and buy the cassette if I wanted it, which I didn't do a lot of because I didn't yeah. have a lot of money. But I, my alarm would be on the radio station. Yeah. And as soon as the radio station turned on, I would hear, like, Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle in the morning. and be like, yes, I'm, I'm awake, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, so any of that stuff that was coming out at that time, like you remember that feeling because then you go to yeah. school and you talk about it like, oh, did you see the show on last night? Or did you, oh, you know, this, did you exactly. hear this song? Yeah. And then you have to have the magazine. Yep. You can't just go computer and like a phone and like, hey, what does it look like? You That's have to exactly wait right. sometimes another whole month to see the new look of your favorite singer or yeah. actor. Yeah. Because like these like magazines have like pictures and stuff. Yeah. And, you like, go to the magazine racks to figure out like what's yeah. popular what the next cd is but let's say like you know comes out for me like i'll tear off like one page of my favorite actor or something right. or you know in my case it was like a heavy metal band yeah and, you know i'll put that on my desk for like whole month and you know sometimes you get tired of it you want to see something new right but you have to wait <laughs> until next month issue yeah. you can't just you know and sometimes i like try to find some other magazine or something you know i don't know yeah it's definitely a different time but you i feel like yeah you're right like you get all these kind of feeling you understand what that felt like and you share that memory yeah, it just, and feel it really with taps, the characters. It really taps into that. Yeah. And because it's such a human experience and if you're of a certain age where you can understand this and, and stuff, you, you're just going to be blown away by the show. Yeah. I, I can't compare it to really anything I've seen in America. Yeah, and I, yeah, same here. I mean, there are a lot of shows even in Korea like, you know, talk about some, you know, old time stuff, but it's, it's nothing like those shows and that's why I think it, I was kind of shocked when I first watched this one 1997 yeah. I was like whoa what is this you know it's yeah, it's, it's good but like yeah it's and, a different experience yeah for sure yeah that's why I said in the beginning of this episode it's an iconic show it is iconic yeah really you you, you go through the range of emotions too it's funny it's smart uh, again I said heartwarming because like yeah. you know you're going to tear up on some episodes it's Wes Anderson-like detail um, with how it's the setup is. Um, it's just such a cool... And I'm just talking about 88 because that's the only one I've seen. Well, let's talk about the other thing that's happening with this. There is a context. It's kind of loose, um, but at the end of each episode, it flashes forward to the future. Mm, and it, that's important. And you have... It's kind of like a How I Met Your Mother kind of thing. You mentioned it before, yeah. Yeah, so apparently two of the characters, at least in the 88, are married. It's the same format in every show. Yeah, yeah. okay. So two of the characters that you're watching in are now married. are now married, and it's different. You've never seen them before. Right. Um, they just kind of are being interviewed by somebody saying, oh, is that the first time you whatever? And so it, it, it contextualizes a little bit of the episode in the future. Mm-hmm. So then you think, okay, the this little love story maybe has a future. Or you think, oh, that's never going to last. <laughs> or uh, maybe, what you know, what are they yeah. trying to throw at yeah. me here? What is this? Uh... So that's kind of interesting. I don't know that it's necessary, to be honest. You know what? I think that was actually the... F- it kind of... I, I don't know why slipped out of my mind but I think yeah. that was one of the reasons that kind of hit me hard when I first watched it yeah. because there was nothing like that um, kind of made you guess oh like, okay but not like not like a detective show kind of guess right. this is you know it's just kind of like an added it's kind of like a little bonus yeah and it's like, kind of hey, like a small drive a little game yeah it's like a little fun bonus game that yeah, you can play exactly. yeah exactly um, and but also like it makes you keep watching yeah, it does. Yeah. I think, yeah, and I think for some people, it might be more important. Kind of like, you know, like Finding Waldo. Yeah. 
<laughs> like you're watching the, you're following the story, but also like makes you think, oh, are they gonna be together? Well, are, Is that the husband now? Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Are you familiar with How I Met Your Mother? No, I never watched that one. So the TV show is just about these, I guess, yeah, this group of friends yeah. that are in college, and some of them are have, are getting jobs. But at the beginning, you just know that it's, I guess, a a, a guy telling his daughter or son how he met you know, his mother. And so every show that you see is technically a flashback, which again, like if you go into that series, you probably don't think about that anymore, but they titled the show like that. Hmm. And again, like you said, it probably keeps people watching. Yeah. I think, I think my mom asked me one day, cause sometimes she's she like, Oh, did you? Cause that, maybe I reference a character from that show, mm-hmm. like an actor that, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, he's from how I met your mother. It's like, Oh, did they ever tell you who, <laughs> who covered like that? She probably watched the first or second episode and that's, and then never, you know, I just wanted to know. And they never told me after 10, 10 seasons. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of interesting. You know, so all these elements to make the show successful was easy to say, but hard to execute. execute. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to be really smart to be able to put all that together Yeah, and to create meaningful stories right. which is what you have here and in every series there's this kind of smart character mm-hmm. so for example in 88 there's the um the go the player, player right yeah. he's kind of like a genius, genius young yeah. genius it's actually modeled after uh world famous go champion yeah Korean. so there's that character also like you know the guy who's dating the neighborhood the sister he's yeah. kind of like a good student model he's a student, good student type. yeah right type. and you kind of have the rich family and you kind of have the poor family exactly and then um in 97 there's yeah. another character he's kind of like a you know neighborhood kid he's always like out and playing mm. never serious about anything else but he's also like you know class top like he's top never of the like class? yeah oh, cool so he's like number one in his yeah, class. Yeah, but like he's never, he's not like a dorky. Right. You kid. wouldn't know it if you saw like, him. Yeah, he's always like out and playing sports or whatever, but like whenever he takes an exam, he's always off the class. And same thing in 94, hmm. I mean 97. So there's in every series, there's always guy like, you know, really good at everything and, right. you know, kind of like semi genius ish, talented and everything. And I feel like. That character is this producer himself. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the creator, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was the smart guy. And <laughs> I think that's probably how he was growing up and right. even like now. Because right. I looked him up and he's... Obviously a he genius. He went to the... Seoul University? Yeah, yeah. He went to Seoul National University. He majored in chemical engineering. Ooh. <laughs> and became a game show producer. Oh, my God. Talk show, reality show. Right. And he decided Series, to, creator, and then, yeah, and then he decided to do this movies? TV show. No, he didn't do a movie. And obviously, he's also good at creating TV shows. Well, the chemical engineering part makes sense for the uh, attention to detail. Um, the engineering background, um, the, the math, the yeah. objective nature of your brain in um, that sense, the OCD you talked about. Yeah. A lot of that comes from that kind of world, hmm. for sure. So, yeah, I feel like he's always putting himself in the character. And I think... He was pro- he's probably a big baseball fan. Yeah. Because in every season, there's some reference to baseball. Yeah. It's in fact, in 94, I'm pretty sure it's 94, 
one of the characters from the neighborhood mm-hmm. is like a high school baseball player. Yeah. And he's one of the candidates as a husband. Oh. So people are like wondering if the girl married the baseball, married the player, baseball player or someone else. <laughs> and, you know. That's awesome. And I think there's a baseball reference in this one too. No? 97? 88? 88? Well, 88, uh, it's the Olympics. It's the Olympic, yeah. So oh, you know what? I was confused. The, that's the biggest thing. But it is a sports reference for sure. Yeah. I mean, you can't ignore that part of it in Seoul. I mean, yeah, 98. I think that's why pretty... when 88 came out, it was like a big thing. People were like, excited. Yeah, I'm sure. Excited how much they're going to talk about the Olympic. Right. Because that was huge. They did, and they did a couple like episodes. There's definitely that, a big story like, arc. I mean, the whole country was I'm just sure. like, yeah. You definitely feel that. It's really neat. Yeah. And it's cool because um, I've been to that stadium in Korea. You did, yeah. Olympics. And then you watched. Um, you watched actually one of the baseball team running the training. Oh yeah, they were uh, they were training. I'm, out I'm there. a baseball the stupid like I don't know what this old baseball tigers. team is. <laughs> I don't know. Ho, ho, rong, ho, rong. A lot of Koreans are like crazy about baseball. Yeah, so it's a different. If uh, a Korean baseball thing. fans are listening to this, they're gonna be mad. Anything you want to add to promote this awesome reply anthology? Uh, I would just say, hey, if if you really don't have anything to watch and you've been struggling to find something to get into well it's a good time because a lot of people talk about summer like what they did back in the day and yeah. during summertime you hang out and yeah. you know i feel like summer's a good time to reminisce yeah it's it's great it's you know it's very rewarding it's very fulfilling it's very interesting it's fun to watch um and it's long <laughs> there's a lot of episodes the episodes are long it's almost like you're watching a little movie every night. And that kind of appeals to me. Like, I don't want to rush through it. You know how some yeah. some series, you, yeah. you just sort of like, oh, cool, it's there's 10 episodes, boom. Like, And after each episode, you're like, dude, I'm watching another one. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Right. This isn't like that. It sits with you. You're Again, you're fulfilled and satisfied after yeah. each episode. Maybe you want to start another one halfway through, but it's very movie-like in that way oh, where yeah. you get – enough right. after one episode and you're like cool and then you can think about it and you can digest it and then the next day or two days later you're like you know what I'm re- I want to watch another one so it's like oat cuisine <laughs> oat cuisine yeah yeah exactly yeah you want to savor it you know I just remembered what I was confused with next yeah. week we're going to talk about his next anthology oh cool so he's kind of done with reply unless he's releasing another reply. There was a talk about. of yeah. reply 2000. Wow. I think just a few years ago because that would be like 20 years ago. Yeah. So I think a few years ago there that's was a good idea. like rumors about reply 2000. Right. But I don't know if that's coming out. And then he was also working on another anthology kind of thing. Hmm. And that's not related to reply series at all. But something has come out recently Something. That he's done. Yeah, he's done okay. a couple more since reply. Okay. Good. So that's what we're going to cover next week. But I just remembered the baseball references in one of those, the next series that we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. And that's why I, I was like, I okay, this about. producer, he's definitely a baseball fan. It didn't come out necessarily in this series. No, for, it did. For all like, of them. But yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a in like 97 and 94. Yeah, maybe not in 88. It's a through all his work. Then. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I, um, I did have a question. The title, Reply. Yeah. What is what do you think of when you hear reply? I think the translation is just just a little Yeah, what's a the Korean? Missed. 
Uh, in Korean, they say 응답하라. 응답하라? Yeah. It's kind of like in a commanding sentence. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, reply to me. Like, answer me, in okay. a way. Like, hey, answer me. And you really get this feeling after you finish the last episode. Yeah. It's like... Gotcha. Answer me. You know, as in Talk now, me, like... Reply to me. Hey, my, my 20s. Answer oh. me. Gotcha. So you're actually talking back to that time. Sort period. of. But in like, n not like in literal sense, you're not. Yes. You're not talking to yourself from back then. It's right. more like philosophical right. way of, yeah. But you get that. I, th I think every episode, every series ends with that monologue, something like that. Gotcha. Like, hey, are you listening? Answer me. Interesting. 1997, you know. So you have to kind of watch the whole thing to really get this feeling of the what the title is saying. Gotcha. Well, that's helpful. I when I saw reply. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, "Why did they name it reply?" Well, it, I think it, it, there's kind of interesting. There's a word replay. Yeah. So when I first saw reply, I was like, "Did they uh, mean to say replay?" Because you're literally replaying 1988. Exactly, yeah. And I just was like, "That can't be right." And it kind of threw me. Um, and it almost made me like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. But I knew there was more context to that. So that that was kind of disappointing. Huh. I don't know. There's probably not a direct translation, though, to make that word in English, you know, what you're talking about. Yeah, because I, I thought about it, too. Like, when I saw reply, I was like, I don't think that's the right word to use. Reply but all? Then, like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But also, I don't think they, like, answer me is not the right, right way to say either. Yeah. Like, there's somewhere between, like, replying, answering, mm -hmm. responding, something like that. But, yeah, I don't think there's a right word, exact right word to re replace Korean title. Well, it's definitely a cool show. You definitely should watch it. In fact, my uh, my aunt was has been texting me. Every once in a while, she'll text me saying, oh, I'm watching this show now. I'm watching that show now. <laughs> So, and they're all Korean. So um, I might definitely um, send her that because she was a young mother probably about that time. Oh. Like my mom. My mom is my mom's sister. Yeah. So she would probably appreciate. Yeah. And then now that she's kind of taken the dive into the Korean television yeah. series, that would be kind of a context for her to understand, yeah. you know, like, oh, wait, this is, you know, this yeah. is interesting. So, yeah, the only thing that I'm sad about is that only 1988 is available on Netflix. Oh. 1997 used to be on Netflix. I it's guess their contract is ended. So mm. it's only 1988 right now. Okay. But I'm sure a lot of you know where to watch the shows that are not on Netflix. I actually Vicky. haven't checked Vicky. Um, I don't know if they have it. But yeah, 1997 is first, 94 next, and 88 is on Netflix. And I think for whatever copyright issue, um, some of the like scenes you see there, like oh, if they're right. watching TV or something, it's yeah. like blurred. Yeah, they blur out certain names. Uh, yeah, like on I think it's like a copyright thing with the, the television. I mean, who knows this, the legality of you yeah. can't use this, but you can show. And you know, all they that. they might not even have to. They might just be being safe. I don't know. I don't but that, yeah, it takes a little bit away a, from it, doesn't it? That's just crazy. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, it, I, I think it's the only bad part about that is like, I think if they had the actual, 
like rights to like the songs that come on when mm-hmm. they do the video. Like I think Americans would be like, oh, this is really cool. I want to like Google that. Right. But right. they can't because yeah. they have no they idea. Know, yeah. They can't see it. They can't Google exactly. it. They have yeah. So that's the only disappointing part. Oh, but you learn. You get a lot more even with the blurred yeah. pictures. Sometimes True. it's not every time. Let me know what you think and. Thank thanks you. for oh. thanks Jeez. for joining. Thank you for listening to What Should I Watch? And I'll now you know what you, you should watch. See you next week with the more this genius producer Shin Won Ho's you will masterpiece. Not, you will not be disappointed, listener. Thank you. I didn't sing today. I'm supposed to sing in every episode. Okay, what are you gonna sing? I don't know. I don't know. You should sing something from the '80s K-pop before it was even called K-pop. I mean, there are a lot of cool songs, but I don't know them. I don't know like the <laughs> lyrics. And That's because you were into Motley Crue. You want to sing some Motley Crue? You've no, already done that. W- on that. Because I was barely alive in the '80s.